Book seven, chapter one of Round the Block by John Belbooten. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book seventh, Journeyings Against Fate. Chapter one, Pea Shooting as a Science. Be it said to the credit of Wesley Tiffles that he always paid bills promptly when he could borrow money to do it. The funds that he had raised from Marcus Wilkeson and others for the panorama had been faithfully applied to that great object. If he could have borrowed money from other people to repay those loans, that act of financial justice would also have been done, and so on without end, like a round robin. When Tiffles bestowed the last installment of compensation upon Patching, that individual shrugged his shoulders and smiled the paltry price of artistic degradation said he remember i would have done this job only for a friend the world must not know it is a patching though i fear that even on this hasty daub i have left marks of my style which will betray me you are safe my dear fellow said tiffles I have already ordered the posters and bills, and the name Andrea Ceccarini will appear thereon as the artist. Ceccarini has an Italian look, which is an advantage, and you will pardon me for saying, is rather more imposing than patching. The artist was sensitive touching his name. It had been punned upon in some of the comic papers. He could not take offense at the innocent remark of a friend but he felt hurt and vindictively rammed the large roll of one-dollar bills into his vest pocket without counting them whenever it was practicable tiffles paid his debts in bills of that denomination he had a theory that the amount looked larger and was more satisfactory to the receiver as tiffles saw how lightly the artist regarded the money not even counting it he felt a momentary pang at the thought that he had paid him. The panorama of Africa had not only been finished and paid for, but it had been exhibited to a large number of clergymen of all denominations at the lecture-room of an uptown church. The clergymen, being debarred from attending secular amusements as a class, had gladly accepted the invitation of Professor Wesley, Tipple's panoramic name and brought with them their wives and a number of children apiece. The panorama was rigged up at the end of the lecture-room, in front of the desk, under the personal supervision of a former assistant of Banvard's, and worked beautifully, saving an occasional squeak in the rollers. Tiffles, in his character of Professor Wesley, told his story glibly and with perfect coolness, interspersing the heavier details with amusing anecdotes which made the ministers smile and brought out a loud titter of laughter from the ministers wives and tremendous applause including the stamping and the banging of hymn-books from the ministers children one of the children with a love of mischief peculiar to that division of the human family had provided himself with peas and taking advantage of the partial darkness in which the panorama was exhibited shot those missiles with practised aim at professor wesley and now and then hit him in the face the lecturer kept in good humor and when after a smart volley of peas reverend dr a 
arose and suggested that these disturbances were disgraceful and although he did not wish to meddle with the household government of his brethren he thought that the children who were guilty of such outrages ought to be taken home soundly whipped and put to bed when rev dr a moved by just indignation did this the lecturer smiled and blandly said oh no he wasn't annoyed in the least at the same time receiving a pea on his left cheek he would trust to the generosity of his young friends not to fire their peas too hard and he hoped that the reverend gentleman would withdraw his suggestion cries of all right brother we'll keep the boys quiet go on go on went up from all parts of the room reverend dr a yielding to the pressure sat down and received at that moment one pea on the right eye of his gold spectacles and another square on the end of his nose the two peas were fired by his second son john who had been delivering this invisible artillery all the evening from the other end of the identical pew in which the reverend doctor was seated he groaned in the spirit and muttered something to mrs reverend dr a about the degeneracy of other people's children which made that lady chuckle low under cover of the night for she knew that her second son john was the pea-shooter and had made vain efforts to stop him by pinching his leg though the good matron could not help laughing at every fine shot achieved by her promising boy professor wesley went on as requested and so did the pea-shooting until john's stock of ammunition gave out the lecturer had ransacked the society astor and mercantile libraries and stuffed himself with facts touching the interior of africa so far as that mystery had been explored fortified with these facts and a lively imagination he found no difficulty in satisfying the curiosity of his auditors on every point and answered questions of all sorts which were fired at him even thicker than the peas without the least hesitation when the exhibition was over every clergyman present signed a certificate declaring that they had been highly entertained and instructed by the panorama of africa and mr wesley's able lecture that they considered the painting a masterpiece of moral art and cordially recommended it to the patronage of an enlightened public end of book seven chapter one